Welcome to Child Care Bar and Grill Podcast. Jeff Johnson here, Nicole Halton over there. How you doing, Nicole? I am great. I'm outside in the sunshine. Well, that's delightful. I'm, uh, it's dark and buggy out, so I'm inside, but I got a, <laughs> a big dopey dog laying at my feet. The uh, smart, cunning dog is probably laying in the other room on the bed because uh, that's, uh, that's who that's she is. That's the place is, to be. So. It's a delightful evening here. Um, we're going to get into into a topic in a moment. I wanted to uh, to say a couple things about uh, Dan Hodgins before we get into it. Um, Dan passed away a couple days ago here as we're recording this. This is the first uh, Bar and Grill episode to be recorded since then. And uh, um, it took a, a lot of people by surprise. Uh, Dan was a, a great guy. Uh, m- multiple times guest on this show he uh uh went to a couple of the uncons lisa murphy and i did um he was for me a a mentor and just not only in early childhood but how to be in the world and i every time i interacted with him i learned something and tried to implement it in my own life always fell short of coming up to where dan was but uh i i'd hoped i had another 20 years of learning to have from him and that that just didn't turn out um so um we miss you dan i know i'm speaking for a lot of people when i say that and um you know get out there and make most of your life people because we never know when um when our ticket's going to get punched and the ride is going to be over so uh make the most of it um, well, it's a little bit of a down way to start an episode. So uh, it is, but I think it's kind of, I don't know, it's fitting. And I think it's important that people think about that and know about those sorts of things and know that impact that someone can have. And as you say, not just from an early childhood perspective, but, you know, overall as well. And I mean, I wasn't as fortunate to have known Dan for very long. And yet already I was, you know, oh, Dan says, you know, it feels like that's one of those common phrases. And I know I've heard it before on, you know, on your podcast and I've heard it on others, you know, Dan says, and I think, isn't that, you know, just such a wonderful thing that that will continue? You know, there are people that are going to continue that and say, Dan said, you know, this is something that Dan said and that Dan left with me. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So it, I know you say it's a down way to start a podcast, but it's kind of nice too. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to be working on for the early learning glossary I'm putting together on the Playvolution HQ site. We've got entries for people. So I'm going to be adding one with Dan of Dan. Um, as soon as I feel up to it, it'll have all his podcast episodes there. And I'm going to, I'm going to reach out to some people to, to uh, share their remembrances and photos and that kind of stuff is kind of a, a, a place to connect with him. I, I don't know if his daughter plans to keep his website alive, but um, that I hopefully that'll be around for a resource for a while. Um, I don't I don't know, but uh, we'll do what we can to archive and 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 curate things on the Playvolution HQ site so that uh, those who want to keep learning from Dan can. I, I noticed uh, one thing, Nicole. Maybe I, I thought it was kind of funny that uh, um, the he did a shake uh, a podcast for a while called Shaken Bones with Amy Ahola who's a caregiver yep. in, in Michigan and uh, episode number three of that show was death. And, oh, no. uh, and over the, over the, la- and they, you know, they spent half an hour talking about kids and death, kind of like we did a couple of weeks ago. Yes. Um, 
And um, I noticed for the for the week or so now since it's been since he's passed that that episode has been being listened to a lot because I think it's when people are searching Dan Hodgins death and Googling it. I think that episode just, that comes, just up. comes up. And so people are getting getting to deal with Dan's death by hearing Dan talk about death. So I thought that was kind of kind of a fitting kind of a That's fitting nice. thing. Yeah. That is a nice kind of full circle thing, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's kinda, kinda, <laughs> Not what you would have expected, I suppose, at the time, but yeah. Yeah, so that was that was kind of nice of him to prepare us for that. Okay, so let's get into our topic. We're talking about uh about accents you you messaged me a while back that your your girls were playing and they were playing it talking in an American accents constantly constantly what does does an Australian child doing an American accent sound like Nicole I don't know I can't I can't impersonate it oh come on I laugh too much if I tried um it's it's very exaggerated and you know and it's not even just the accent I mean the accent's such a huge part of it but it's the terminology too like there's so many Americanisms that I'm like we don't say that here like they'll be you know playing with babies or something and they're like I just need to get the diapers and I'm like what it's like we don't have diapers we have nappies like that's just not a term that we use here and so yeah I guess listening to them I'm like why is it and you know going back to working in early childhood services that's not it's not uncommon you know children here tend to pick up American accents really easily and I know actually even from adults who you know I've had adult friends who've gone you know over to the U.S. for couple of months or whatever and they come back and they've kind of got that bit of an American accent and I mean it's not quite as pronounced I think as the kids do but um, they come back with that little bit of a twang I suppose and it's just I just find it interesting but I also find it interesting why don't they like, have a Russian accent or you know like why is it just the American accent well well okay I, I mean I got an answer for that how many of the uh the television shows and cartoons and movies your kids watch are, are Russian probably not and this is I actually I wrote myself some notes which is not surprising but I I do wonder and look I can't go back in time to tell whether it's the case or not and I suppose there's some researchers who might have done that but I don't recall as a child using accents in play like we just didn't do that you just kind of played as normal but I've noticed it kind of more so in the last you know well 20 years I suppose that children are doing that and I think is there that direct correlation with the increase of you know American TV on Australian screens for example and then even more so um, and I actually was just reading an article about it online before we started recording um, about um, the impact that like YouTube is having mm-hmm. on you know language on accents but also on language and um, and the role of that and why that may or may not be interesting or important or, or yeah all manner of things but I definitely think there's got to be some kind of correlation there yeah yeah I think I mean I think media plays a, a big part in it I, I remember kids in our family childcare program who would I mean, they'd go to a movie and and then they'd come back talking like the characters in the movie. I mean, yeah. I, I remember one four-year-old that he would go into a Batman voice and it would get kind of all down here and gravelly. <laughs> I'm the Batman. And uh, and so that's maybe not the the same as regional accents, but I think that's part of it. Kids are kids are incredible mimics. And so um 
they 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 pick out the differences in the language they hear and then they they play with them um yeah what we're, what and we're i think real- one of the things that the article actually said which kind of fitted with that too with what you just said is that language and you know voice and all of those sorts of things for children is far more malleable than it is as an adult and you know the article sort of talked about why it was important why it was easier for children to learn a second language for example than an adult and you know it talked about that malleability of language as a child and I guess that's why there's that ability to kind of pick up an accent or take on an accent and then just drop it instantly as well mm-hmm. I, I hear a child near you <laughs> there is do you know what she said I'm hungry <laughs> ask her ask her to come over and get is she close enough? would she talk in an American she accent is. hey do you want to talk in can you talk in your American accent? What do you mean? She said. <laughs> so did they not even realize that it's an Maybe accent? Maybe they didn't Maybe know they were not. doing it. <laughs> I'm sure they know they're doing it. Look, I, 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 I remember. I mean. I used to play around with accents all the time. I I remember being in in um, like sixth, seventh grade. That would be grade seven or grade six in Australia. Um, And I would go through whole school days talking in a fake accent, uh, British or Australian or or whatever, just to just for the hell of it. Uh, I mean, Tamar Jacobson would say I was doing it just for the attention because everyone needs attention. <laughs> everyone so needs I'm sure attention. There's, there's a, there's a piece of that. Um, and, and also there were uh, a couple, a couple of young ladies that were probably, probably um, found it humorous. And so I, I had all kinds <laughs> of reasons, all to, kinds of encouragement, all there. kinds <laughs> of encouragement to do it. And so, I mean, me and a couple of buddies, we would, we would go days like that. And I was, I was thinking about it earlier when I was probably, I don't know, seven or eight, I, I maybe a little bit older, uh, spent most of the summer with my grandparents on their, on their farm in, in North Dakota. And that's, that's kind of outbacky except uh, better, better, more fertile soil, but I mean, just flat and empty. And, uh, and my grandmother and I, we got into this, this game where, I, I was from the grandson. I was a, I was a hired, I was a hired hand for the summer. And so I was looking <laughs> around and, you know, this was a, this was a, a area that was full of, um, full of, full of, uh, uh, Scandinavian Nordic, uh, immigrants. So Norwegian and Swedish and everything. And, and so she would go into this, into this, uh, exaggerated Norwegian Swedish voice that accent that, that, I mean, she got from her, her parents and grandparents and I would do my version of that. And we would, we would spend the whole day chatting with each other in these, in these goofy voices. And I hadn't thought about it for, for decades until you tossed this topic out there. And I was thinking about it yesterday, but it was a ton of fun. Um, yeah. Because what it what it what it really amounts to is is children taking the opportunity to use their their voices as loose parts and play with language. As it is. It's parts. that language play, isn't it? And yeah. I think we forget about that sometimes. And you know, sometimes I get that. Oh my gosh, why are they speaking like that? Like it's that. What? Why are they speaking like that? I I used to get so irritated by it when I worked in a service. I was just it was one of those things that I, for no good reason just used to irritate me. But thinking on it now, it's like it is just language play. It's like the you know it's like silly words and rhyming and you know all those kinds of things that children do that are so important for that development of language. 
and yet we kind of can shut it down because it's you know I, I guess from a from a professional standpoint maybe we worry that it's not going to help them learn language correctly or you know there's that kind of concern there but I think it well as I said from that article before they sort of talked about that that malleability of language but also that you know the more you get to play with something the better you get at it and I think if you can play with language absolutely the better you get at using words and phrases and you know all that sort of stuff and I I, look I just love that your grandma played along with that (laughs) she not only played along she instigated (laughs) well she instigated that that's Um, just so good a, a piece of this also is that it's an opportunity to 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 learn auditory discrimination, being able to to use your ears to tell the differences between different sounds and and things, and and to do that, I mean, it takes practice. And yeah, and well, you could blind kids up in uh, in a semicircle in front of you and make this a circle time lesson. It's actually a a much deeper more robust learning experience when it's just part of part of the of, of the play they fall into well that's it I mean they're picking up and it, it's funny I um I did a workshop oh, maybe a year or two ago about um reading to children and reading with children and mm-hmm. one of I mean I'm a massive book lover and always have been and have always enjoyed to read with children and one of my biggest bugbears is when people will kind of read to children they'll open up the book and it's like and then the hungry caterpillar ate five green leaves and then the and there's just no inflection there's no tone there's no you know peaks and valleys in that language and whatever and I think the more you spend time with children allowing them to do that to play around with sound and to you know to hear the way that different even with when it comes to accents even to hear the way that different sounds work in different accents and I think that's so valuable yeah yeah and with with the with the word and language play using language as the loose part another thing I've seen kids do is is they will play with the volume of their voice not only the (laughs) the tone and timbre of it with the accents but with the volume and so I've known kids that'll spend a lot of time they'll just whisper because they're for whatever reason they're interested in whispering and so a lot of whispering goes on and then there are those kids at the other end that that need or want to be loud and there's definitely no whispering here that's a That's the thing too, but programs struggle with that because, uh, yeah. you know, they, they, they prefer the inside voices and look, your, your head is going to explode as an adult. If everybody is using their loud voice all the time and cool, but, let's get outside. Yeah. Yeah. Let's so if we're, so if we're going to want the, if we're going to want the, the quiet voice or the, the non-annoying voice, um, we need to make time for them to, to experiment and play and use the, the other voices too. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, I did have a question though. Do, and you kind of hinted at it maybe before that you had to do American children use Australian accents in play. All right, mate. <laughs> no, that's the answer to that then. No. <laughs> yeah, I think it happened a lot back when, uh, when Crocodile Dundee came out and maybe a little bit less when Crocodile <laughs> Dundee 3 and I don't know whether but about 45 of those movies. Um, but but I, I think maybe not as much because they're not as, ex- as exposed to it. Yeah. Um, and maybe 
maybe some kids in some situations, but I think here more, it's probably regional accents. I mean, the, I mean, it, it's hard to just do an American accent because there's the, uh, it's so the, different. Uh, the Northeast New Yorker kind of accent and there's the Southern accent. And yeah. um, that's a, that's a, that's a big range. Um, so there's probably play with that, but then the other thing I see is, um, racially based accents, right? Okay. And this happens and look here, I'll give you an example. Back when I was a kid, look, there's a, a actor comedian here in the United States. His name is Eddie Murphy. I don't know if you heard of him over there. Little familiar, little familiar. Okay. So (laughs) before before he was a big movie star, I mean, he made his first appearances on uh, a television show, uh, uh, Saturday Night Live. Ever heard of it? Yes. Okay. Heard of American, that one. This American, it's a little American show that's been on for See? 40 or 50 years. Um, and so it's he just was, one of those things that's infiltrated here. Yeah. And we've yeah, heard the just, accent. <laughs> so he did this. I mean, he did all these great characters. And I'm, I mean, I must have been middle school. And so Eddie Murphy's doing these great characters. He did, um, uh, uh, buckwheat from the little rascals ever seen yes. this okay yeah right and so we would we would we would mimic him we would do his i mean we would do whole bits and and then his 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 like uh his comedy albums like uh, eddie murphy raw we would do i mean the the whole 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 bits from from those albums with each other just dudes fucking around with each other and um, I don't know if I could do that today without being, being yeah. branded a, a racist, but it was nothing, there was nothing racist about it. It was this dude that I admired and found and, and appreciated, and I was trying to imitate him. I mean, kids do yep. that all the time, and yet we're living in a world where kids kids start playing with the way somebody they're exposed to talks because because they're mimics because they're drawn to do that and then it gets kind of swatted down because it's assumed that they're they're doing something that's inappropriate or not allowed or or gonna gonna trigger somebody or whatever it is when that's that's not that's absolutely not what it's not the intention it's not that yeah and and i think you're right like it, it is interesting i think particularly here in australia it's such a multicultural place I mean we've all kind of come from you know with the exception of you know our indigenous culture we've all kind of just been transported here from elsewhere we either came from the convicts or you know like there's a really they call it a melting pot all the time I don't know why I'm not sure about the term but it's such a multicultural area and I think that over time there's been similar sorts of things where you know there'd be that kind of play on um particularly say like the European there was you know some I know when I was growing up there was a um Greek comedy um and it was like all the uh, cast were Greek and they very much kind of took the piss out of their own culture Mm -hmm. and you know, it was very exaggerated and very dramatic and whatever, but it was a comedy. And um, But there were kids back then used to imitate that. And, again, sure. to do that to do that now I think would be like, ooh, you know, most people would kind of get that ooh response, like that's, that's that might be inappropriate, you better not do that. And, yeah, I think it, it's hard, like while you want to be, you know, culturally sensitive and you want to be appropriate and all those sort of things. You don't want, you know, people to feel misrepresented. And But there's also that element that is just children playing and exploring 
language and accent and culture and you know, all those sorts of things in just a playful, there's no intention behind it kind of way. Yeah, yeah. And what I worry about is, is caregivers, because everybody's walking on eggshells all the fucking time, will we'll swat that play down. Yeah. Even knowing that it's just play and then the kids don't get to benefit from them and they, they walk away from that interaction feeling like they did something wrong. Yes. Um, and so, you know, I, you're, oh, what, what's a good scenario? You're, you're a four-year-old and you're, you're in a program and a, a new child comes in and they have, they have a, a African, well, it would be African-American in Australia. Um <laughs> But they have a, <laughs> no, a, a black accent <laughs> or, or an, an East Indian accent or an Asian accent with their, yeah. with their speaking of English and kids hear that and mimic it because it's something new and our brains are it's drawn novelty. to new things. And so it's novelty and, and, and then that gets shut down and then that impacts the relationship of those, those children when this adult comes in and shuts down this thing. Um, it just, it seems awkward and uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. And it's funny that you sort of bring that up too. Like the article that I was reading, um, before we started recording referenced, I'll have to find the link to it, but it referenced some research and studies and whatever. And they were talking about how for a lot of children and even for adults, accent and language and, you know, even the vernacular that's used can actually represent a sense of belonging for children that's what um i think i said before they were talking about you know the increase in you know children playing around with accent and whatever because of youtube and i think they talked about how you know some parents become frustrated that their children speak like youtubers or whatever and i it, it talked in there about that often what it is is them wanting to associate with something that they admire or something that they connect to and whatever and so it's drawing into that sense of belonging yeah, yeah. I mean, that's my whole thing. Uh, doing Eddie Murphy voice yeah. because because I admired cool. and and yeah. respected and and wanted to wanted to um wanted to benefit from mimicking his humor because that made me sound funny and that made whoever I was trying to impress or get attention from um, laugh or pay attention to me. And so it was yeah. all done with, with the, the bestest of intentions, but did today I'd get smacked around for it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 and frankly, Nicole, Nicole, I could, I could do, I could do three minutes of Eddie Murphy right now from, <laughs> from Eddie Murphy raw from, from back in the day. Um, but I'm not going to because yeah. I'm, I'm, we we're living in a world where we're, we're scared to do stuff Whereas, like that. And so yeah. that's, that's kind of sad. I'll yeah, totally do it for, it after we're done recording, I'll totally do it for the dogs. Please but. do. Please do. <laughs> But yeah, it is. It's it is one of those really interesting things and a tricky, like, where do you draw the line? You know, that where does the point come where you're like, oh, that's not okay, that is okay. And again, it's putting those moral judgments on the way in which children are playing. You know, like it it's essentially kind of it, it placing a judgment on the way they're playing, whether it's appropriate or it's not appropriate, or it's offensive or not offensive, or are they just playing with language or are they, you know, and say that mimicking, that mimic, mimicking of say, um, you know, particular accents, is that designed to be mocking? Is it designed to be mimicking? Like where does that line come in? Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, to wrap things up, I'll just circle back to Dan, Dan Hodgins uh, uh, often said, we need to stop making moral issues out of developmental issues. And it's my favorite and, Danism. Yeah, and so that's that's what we end up doing a lot of times when when kids are are playing with with language in and the and their voices as loose parts in ways that that we may be uncomfortable with. We make them into into moral issues when when truly it's just a developmental thing that uh, that the kids are kids are playing around with. And so uh, being able to pull back and 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 maybe be a little bit more chill about that is probably the the best the best way to proceed. Um, any final thoughts before Agreed. we pull the plug on this episode? No, I think I usually say no and then say something straight after that. So I'm just going to say no. Okay. If you want to find <laughs> more Nicole, you'll find her at inspiredec.com. More me, um, I mean, just explorationsearlylearning.com. That's where you'll find me. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Thanks for sharing the show. Back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.